Liren Gary, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From their first memories of laughter, to feeling laughed at, to a time where they had the last laugh. I sent a photo that was from like, my, isn't this, <laughs> from my grand-uncle's golden jubilee as a priest. <laughs> I look like a nun in the photo. <laughs> what were you posing? Was it in a church? I was in the kitchen washing up. <laughs> oh Model, creator, entrepreneur extraordinaire, the powerhouse behind Natural Born Feeder and the hike life, Roz Purcell is my guest this week. She told me about the unlikely place that her first ever modeling headshots were taken, how she developed and then overcame an eating disorder and how she and her sister are lucky to be alive after an awful M50 car crash. Please be aware that this episode does contain a discussion around eating disorders. I am so delighted to tell you that this season of The Laughs of Your Life is once again brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. Pop in for the weekly shop and step out in style with a new wardrobe this autumn slash winter. I cannot tell you how buzzed I am about leggings, jumpers, boots, the season of coziness. I think most Irish girls probably thrive at this time of year. I mean, summer is great, but realistically, I think our pastiness is far better suited to autumn slash winter. I popped into FNF this week to see all of their new season bits from your cozy, colourful coats. Like, it doesn't need to be dull. We can still have colour. Knitwear, chunky boots, to your next reliable winter night out dress. Now that we're living again, it's essential. FNF clothing is available in Tesco stores nationwide and has everything customers need this autumn slash winter. All at great prices, whilst never compromising on quality. And now for my chat with Roz Purcell. I hope you enjoy. Roz Purcell. Hello. You are extremely welcome to the Laughs of Your Life podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God. I'm so glad that you've agreed to do this because I know that people will be dying to hear about the Laughs of Your Life, but also because it proves to people that you don't hate me. Oh my God. People always say this to me. They're always like, do you find it really annoying when you're in Dozen person? I was like, no, I'm actually quite flattered. Although I do have to say, when I was on the radio, now and again, when we do a pre-record and I'd come out and listen to it back, I'd be like, I, I sound like Deer and Take Me Off. I sound like Deer and Take Me Off. Because it's when I get excited. I go, yeah, I'm so excited to be here. And that's how you do me. And I'm like, shit. It is the laugh, I think. Oh, it's the laugh. But it's a lovable laugh. Oh, listen, I think it's gas. I, I thought the really funny one was when you did myself and Dave Fanning. Did you hear it? Yeah. And the, you know what? Because Dave and I were actually chatting the day before. Did you know about that? No. Yeah. So Dave was always up at the desk kind of lingering around. And yeah. I did a joke on air and I did like a song request for him. I did Scooter Logical Song. Because that's the song he'd hate the most. <laughs> um, and then I was like, oh, maybe she knew that we were chatting. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. That is and gas. I was actually asking for advice. So I was like, that is so weird. Did Dear know that? Did Dear have a plant? Yeah. No. But yeah. yeah, there you go. Oh my God. So it's very funny. Okay, are you ready to answer these questions? Yes, go first. Do you know what? I'm very happy because you have notes. That means you've done your prep, which yes. means a lot to me. Okay, Ros Purcell, your first memory of laughter. My first memory of laughter was I grew up in a farm in Tipperary and we have a yard that's really, really in bits. It's like lobsided. And you remember, do you remember when we were younger, you used to actually get proper winters where it was snow. Yes. And yeah. So the whole, um, and there was also a leak in our yard. It's, we're like the faulty towers of farming, right? <laughs> and um, the whole yard would just turn into an ice rink. 
Right. So we'd get our riding boots on. We'd put sticks on them. We'd, we'd like tape sticks on them and we'd ice skate. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, that's my first memory of actually having the best time ever. Because like, now we live in the middle of nowhere. There's about like two neighbours. So they'd all come down. All two neighbours would come down. And we'd all skate around our yard. So you half, half of it would be, obviously this is lopsided. <laughs> lopsided. Half of it would be an ice ring. And we'd have the riding boots on. Because you know, they're really slippy anyway. So yeah. you could go with the riding boots or you could accelerate it and put a little narrow stick on it. But that was definitely my first memory that I could actually like think back on. Yeah. Fond or, memory. Yeah, fond memory. Yeah. We have one thing in common in that we are both the youngest of three girls. Yes. So I wonder what that says about us being the youngest. I know. Are we attention seekers? Without a doubt. 100%. My, actually, Avian did an interview recently and casually during the interview, she was like, I think the third is always dragged up. Sure, isn't that what happened to Theron? Well, no, my sister said, my sister, obviously, you know, um, is it Avian? Yeah. Did she said that? Yeah. Um, and my sister, Rebecca, they have kids now. And she's like, the youngest is definitely the one that just known. They're like, yeah. you offend for yourself. You You'll grand. be grand. You yeah. chill out about it. Did yeah. you? Do you feel like that happened with you? There's or? no photos of me as a child. Is there, <laughs> is there not? No. Like Rebecca has like these full albums. Rachel has these full albums. And then I'm just kind of like in these montages of everything. <laughs> and I'm just like, Grant, you know, no one. And there's just any photos. I'm like on top of like trucks that have bales and bales on top. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there while they're driving how down the country roads. I'm like, how am I alive? <laughs> What age would you have been when you were doing your skating? Five or six. Okay. Yeah. And so Rachel and Rebecca would have been what? Uh, Rachel's three years older than me and Rebecca's eight years older than me. Okay. Yeah. And what was the relationship like between the three of you? I was best friends with Rachel. Yeah. Um, And Rebecca was a little bit older. So she was kind of in secondary school. Like my memory of her growing up is like screaming at me being like, I'm stunning from my leaving cert. And I was like (laughs) playing basketball in the yard or playing tennis by myself, you know? And then I'd just be like, you know, she'd just be always telling me to stay quiet. That okay. was my memory of her. Now we're really close. Okay, great. Yeah. No, we were always really close, but I guess there was such a big age difference that we didn't really get to bond. We had nothing really. You were an annoyance. I was like that too. Yeah, I was, a, I was a really big annoyance. Yeah. So being active was obviously very important in your family. Um, Yeah, like my parents were gone quite a lot because we grew up on a horse farm. So anyone who grew up with horses knows that like they're the number one priority in it's the a house. it's a life like it's 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 a lifestyle you're married to the horses <laughs> yeah, basically yeah, yeah. yeah um so we were really lucky that my grandparents live right beside us and my aunties so they kind of i kind of grew up with them a little bit more okay and and they would always bring us bring us hiking so we were kind of more into hiking which is kind of obvious now because it's that's what i do a lot obvious. of yeah we grew up on a mountain okay so it was the only thing to do part and parcel yeah okay Roz. the first time you felt laughed at so um, I'm like I still get choked up about this. Oh my god stop That's hard It's actually what? You know what It's one of those things Where I'm like It definitely When I'm In big groups now And I see someone That's kind of like Left out or something I'm always like Just include them Yeah No matter how weird they are <laughs> Because That's lovely Yeah So I went to Irish college I went to Irish college The same time as my sister So I was I was very young going to Irish college. I was like nine and she was 11. Why that's young? 11, sorry, she was 12. So my parents were just like, if they were getting rid of Rachel, they were also getting rid of me. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I think I was like one of the youngest people in ring that year. And um, I just couldn't make friends because everyone was older than me. And I obviously just also just had nothing in common because I was in primary school they were all going to secondary school and so I would just hang out with my sister and by hanging out I would just like literally follow her around and she didn't mind like yeah. Rachel and I were really close and I remember it was probably in the second or third week 
she was with all her friends and I was just kind of sitting there and one of her friends was like see you tomorrow but like can you just please not bring that weird mm. girl with you again and my sister was like that's my sister and she was like like the girl was just like what <laughs> like because we we used to look nothing alike like okay. nothing at all and I had overheard and like I was really really upset by it and like Rachel obviously stood up for me but she was also like you know she was like you need to make your own friends so that's such a hard position for her because at that age that's such a prime age where you so want to be accepted by your friends and be cool but also she loves you to bits so it's hard to navigate that yeah like I think I think it's one of those things where your sisters are really uncool until you need to defend them oh without a doubt yeah so like she was she was always really good especially in school like you know if like I was getting bullied or she was getting bullied like we'd stand up for each other um which is really handy because she was always quite popular and I wasn't really yeah in, oh, in like primary school or oh, secondary? And sec- secondary school big time I probably wasn't until like fourth year that I actually made friends and why do you think that was were you just you just found it hard to make friends or were you comfortable with your family set up at home as in like obviously you got on with, well with Rachel so you didn't feel the need to make friends or you just found it hard to be to fit in so I went to a primary school where there was like six people in my class okay so I think I just grew up in this like tiny primary school there was like 30 people which was a beautiful setting like on the mountain yeah and everyone was friends so if you had a birthday party everyone in school would come so there was never a need to make friends because you all automatically like you had no choice yeah you know so then when I went to secondary school and there was like 200 300 people in my class actually no there wasn't that much there was, like, in your year yeah, yeah 100, 100 yeah. yeah um it was just overwhelming like okay I didn't really know how to make friends or like even I do find it hard like even when I go to events now like I find it really hard to talk to people I don't know and not in a way like not in a way like I, I don't want to go over and talk to them but like I'll go over and I'll just be like I'll say things backwards or like you know I'm very <laughs> awkward when people first meet me I think people would be so shocked to hear that now sorry I maybe not in the past couple of years because I think it's very obvious from your social media and stuff that things have changed for you since you started out in the industry. Mm. But I think people would be so shocked to hear that you might feel awkward or that, because I, I suppose they'd walk in and see you and you're so well known in Ireland and they would see you as being, oh God, like that's Ross Purcell, like hard to approach. They never, I don't think anyone would suspect until you've said it, yeah. that that's how you would feel. Oh God, no, I hate like going to, like obviously I run high dive events where yes. I like meet people and they've definitely helped me kind of come out of my shell. That's your comfort able, zone. Yeah. And like, it's definitely helped me. I suppose you're meeting people like in the outdoors. Like I think when you're hiking, there's no real big egos. Everyone's kind of like in the same clothes and yeah. no one's dressed up or anything like that. But I do find like big social events or like if I had to go to college now again, oh my God, I wouldn't be able to do it. I find it really, really, really hard to like talk to new people. Okay, Roz, the moment when if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. Like I was thinking this. So basically, maybe it's too deep. I don't know. Um, I got in a really, really, really bad car crash before, like severely bad. I wasn't driving. My sister was driving. We got stuck under a lorry on the M50. And it's why I didn't learn to drive till I was like 28. It's my excuse. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Stop. Stop. No, I was like traumatized. But it was when we were stuck under the lorry, <laughs> my sister kept going, are you OK? Are you OK? And I kept going, I kept thinking, I have so much of my life to live. And I haven't got to do it. Sorry, what but age? When was this and what age I, were you? I was, I was 21. Oh my God. And um, I kept laughing 
when we eventually got spat out and thankfully it was actually raining so the car didn't flip we I just kind of spat out so the truck stopped eventually because all the cars were beeping and I'm like there's a car stuck under you and um so, oh, hang on, no, 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 rewind <laughs> did he keep moving as you were under okay yeah sorry so we were driving right <laughs> yeah and we were kind of now I think I don't know if my sister in the wrong here I'm not sure <laughs> So I think the lorry's on the inside by the wall. Right. And we're on the outside. We're about to take a turn off. So we were kind of like going up and the lorry, lorry was in the fast lane, but it was going really slow. So you were going up a slip? Yeah, we were about to go yeah. up a slip, right? But he came into our lane, didn't see us because we were obviously in the blind spot. The back of the, he clipped the back of the car and we turned into the front of the lorry. It was oh. the funniest, it's, no, it's not funny, sorry. It's the weirdest sensation because the car kind of like lifted up and it's like slow-mo and then you just flip under and I remember my sister was like under the grill and she kept going are you okay are you okay and I like had my phone in my hand and I just really selfishly kept going oh my god I have so much life to live like I can't believe I'm not gonna and she was she was so nice she's like oh my god are you okay were you saying that out loud no no (laughs) she kept going are you okay are you okay and I was I always remember I was being you know yeah. 21 year old being like I have so much I can't believe I'm dying this way this is shit (laughs) I was like and um Tony eventually the truck stopped because I I don't think he he probably felt something right but he couldn't see um and then we kind of skidded out for a while and then the car eventually stopped and we jumped out of the car and every car on either side like stopped and they were all running towards me like, oh my god I can't believe you're alive and I'm just like because <laughs> I'm like you know when you're just like what and the I'm shock. like crying but I'm almost like <laughs> and I'd say they were like and I kept touching myself because I was like, "Am I alive? How am I okay? <laughs> am I watching this from a different area?" <laughs> and um, and then the truck driver gets out and he's like, "Oh my god!" And we we're like, and he's like, "Where are you going to?" And we we're like, "Tipperary." And he's like, "I'm going there too." <laughs> and I was like, and we were like, "We don't want to live, thank you." It was his first day driving a lorry. I felt so, I actually felt so bad for him, but um, oh yeah. So and the thankfully this didn't happen, but um. It was probably my sister was actually helping me kind of move lots of my stuff down to Tipperary because I was I was moving house and there was one big thing in my house. It was a life size. It was a life size stand of me from something. A cut out of you. I cut out of yourself. It was a giant one, right? And it was um, <laughs> it was from I, I think I'd done the cover of a magazine. It was at one of their parties. They had this giant cutout, and then they sent it to me because they thought, course, oh who, my else God, gonna... my life, who else is going to have this? And we were about to put it in the car, and thank God we didn't because because the police would have come and there would have been a giant cutout of me blocking all the views. So it would have been our fault. But um, yeah, so that's probably the moment where I was. And we had the full crash and I still managed to hold on to my phone the whole way in the crash. <laughs> I got out of my phone in the exact same position and I'd been sending a tweet and I used to manage to You uploaded it! <laughs> and what I was the tweet? Oh, I don't even know. I can't even remember. Like, but I, now I he's known you as LOL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, we're stuck under a lorry. Like, oh my, OMG, Scarlet for us. We just got hit by a lorry. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so um, that's one of those moments I remember like people were coming over and I was like crying but laughing hysterically because I was like so, you know when you're just like, the, fe- the shock. shock it's shock like, absolute shock but the, the, fear, the fear was obviously very much ingrained if it took you that long to kind of be able yeah, to get behind the wheel yourself. I was learning how to drive at the time because obviously I'd been in New York so I'd just gotten home and yeah. I, I, had, I learned how to drive when I was 17 but I never got my full license I was only on my provisional um, and yeah then I kind of just stopped for a while I had a really big fear of actually driving and, and more so actually 
other people on the road okay um and even like when i started driving then like passing out lorries was like oh my god i shouldn't go to the other side of the m50 where the crash happened for a good two years Stop. yeah i was really like really if i had to go over that side i'd be like oh my god is anybody get off the m50 and go around my god but you're flying around now oh, i'm grand now you, you, you never know i was in a crash <laughs> but yeah no i'm absolutely fine now wow yeah, yeah. okay ross your no laughing matter moment in life no room for laughter um probably when I was and I suppose not to generalize at all but like probably when I was modeling um it's funny I grew up watching America's Next Top Model and was like obsessed with the idea of becoming a model and like living in New York and then when it actually became a reality when I was a model living in New York I hated it I was miserable I was so hungry all the time and I was so hangry and I was just I was living in a house with lots of different models there was some from Russia there was some from uh, Canada, some from America and I think Sweden and it was a really good I think lesson in like becoming friends with lots of different types of personalities and, and it was a really good experience to meet people from all over the world and modeling was a great way for me to travel and and, and I, I suppose learn I'm trying to find the right word for it but like have boundaries and stuff Okay. Um, but it was just a miserable time really really miserable time and if, if I could go back and do the experience now I think I'd just enjoy it and try and make the most of it but it's really hard to enjoy when people are constantly measuring you like every single week and like there's just nothing more I could do like I'd always meet their measurements and yeah. then I'd be like oh but you have to get smaller like now you're now I see you at this size like you still carry weight in your face I'm like how am I meant to lose weight in my face like Cause you know I'm 18, 19. Like I, I have, I have a quite a round face naturally. Um, but when you're that age, you're just like, okay, I will. I'll do it whatever costs. And I kind of came out of that experience, and I had just like, I don't know. It has cannot many people relate to it. But when you come out of an experience, and you're like, literally, just just like, you're back at zero. Like, you just have nothing. You're just drained from everything. And Numbness. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty numbness. Yeah. Just remind me briefly again how it started. I, I know it was a college. Yeah, I was in college, yeah. I was in UCD and I I was in Dundrum one weekend and there was like a model search on and I was actually like straight coming from a night out so I was like literally like <laughs> probably still half steaming and um, yeah, someone just approached me and was like oh, you should enter this model competition it was this woman from New York um, so I did and I didn't win it but I got signed up to an agency here and then it was actually I was shooting with the photographer Lily Forberg and yeah. she was like oh you should enter Miss Universe Ireland and I didn't really think much of it I was like oh no like I'm kind of not really that type of model mm-hmm. um I don't really have curves so I was quite like I was quite slim um coming from college and I guess any modeling shoots I had done were very like I was very androgynous they'd made me like you <laughs> I was always like why am I the androgynous <laughs> Where I'm like super pale with like wild back combed hair <laughs> in this like creepy crow outfit. And then, and then there's like someone else gets a bouncy blow dry and has fake tan on. Like I was always the one that really? got like, oh, I was always the one that got like this androgynous, real like, you know, kind of heroin chic look. And I was like, for fuck's sake. Like, oh my God. So I think it was the night before I was online. I was like, oh, I'll just look up the Miss Universe Ireland thing. Like I'm in college, like nothing better to do. And I saw that there was a competition the next night. So I literally got my Debs dress. 
and I entered the competition like last minute and I won it. Um, and it was actually Miss Lily's. Remember Lily's? Lily's Bordello, like Lily's Bordello. Oh my God. I. I was too young to even go to the club at the time because I was like 21 and uh, I hadn't even been in the club before and it was my first time going and I won Um, and in fairness the girl who ran it who kind of ran Lily's at the time Hayley was so nice like Mm. she really really helped me out Um, I went to do Miss Universe Ireland I didn't win that year I came second and thank God why? because I was like you know I was 18 yeah I literally didn't even know how to do my hair (laughs) You know, and I was still like going out drinking every night in college okay. with my friends and like You needed to live a bit more. Uh yeah, but also I think I needed to like get ready for it. Okay. Because then I obviously went on and I won Miss Universe Ireland and I went to Miss Universe. If I had done it when I was eighteen, like it would have just been a disaster. Okay. Because you needed to learn like how to do your tan, your makeup. I know this sounds so trivial, but it's like miscongeniality. Yeah. Like you did you did need to know how to do you need to know. You needed to walk, you needed to talk, you know. I was like fresh from the country, you know, I needed a bit more experience <laughs> in me. So um I obviously went and went and I did Miss Universe in and it was in Las Vegas at the time. Yeah. So as you can imagine, it was like, it was like not even just going to Miss Universe, but you're living in Vegas for four weeks. Like yeah. it's intense. Um, and then I got signed up to an agency in New York. So I literally went straight from straight Vegas. I, I went home for like a couple of weeks and then I went back and I went straight to New York. And at what point did it kind of feel like in New York or did it even, or were you kind of like, no, I just have to do this. Or did you reach a moment of like, what is this? Well, you know, you know what it was? It was like every week, like someone in the house would be sent. It was actually like America's Next Top Model. Sent home. So be careful what you wish for because someone would be like, I'm sent home because I never, I didn't meet my measurements. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm oh next. God. And it was that thing where I, I finally got came home and I felt like such a failure because why I, I wasn't being, why I didn't stay on there was because I wasn't small enough and I couldn't get small enough. So when I, eventually when I got home, I kind of felt like such a failure. Like people were like, oh my God, you were in New York, you were modeling there. It must've been amazing. And I'm just like, but I didn't make it. Oh my God, the pressure. And I think that probably then, you know, spiraled a lot of things. Like I yeah. had an eating disorder then for years. And that was just probably the trigger for just having that really big sense of failure because your weight held you back. And then I just went like mad into the gym and mad into and that's, diets. That's really tough because your weight is something you can control to a certain, yeah, yeah. To a certain extent. Yeah. So, so that's why I suppose it felt like, it felt like a failure because, well, it's something I can control. So obviously yeah. I'm out of control. Or do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like- and you know what? I think the more I was told to lose weight and the more I would restrict I'd have like a binge then at a weekend when I was in New York because yeah. I'd meet up with my friends. Okay. And you want to have some sort of then normality. Then i have like guilt. So it was just like kind of like that, the restriction and binge cycle that I just kept going through. And then when I got home, I was like, I, I'm so annoyed. Like I was like, I'm such a failure. I just couldn't control myself. Like can't control food. Like, like, like everyone else over there. How are your family in the midst of all of that? Because that's a really tough one to navigate. And I think you've spoken about it before, or Rachel has spoken about it before. Why? Oh, because they're just a country family. They're like, sure, you're meant to go over there, lose weight, lose weight. Like, do you know what I mean? It was. You have to really? remember, it was like, it was like, what, 12, 13 years ago? Like, that's true. It that's was very true. much like you've been given this great opportunity, lose the weight. Yeah, well, like, don't be eating dessert. Like, you know, like it was like, don't be eating that. Like, you know. Okay, okay. So I think it was very much like, and like you know it was of its time yeah I have to remember like everyone like my, our parents grew up in diet culture they grew up with Weight Watchers they grew up with all that stuff so I, it's not really 
their fault either like that's it's, so true it's I hadn't thought kind of that way of like you know you've been given this amazing opportunity like could you not just like do it properly god that's how did that feel well I think it was one of those things where that's when I had a lot of pressure to just really go for it yeah and by that I mean like really go for an eating disorder like you know <laughs> time to really go for it so that wasn't great god, so, yeah. because that's like then I had an eating disorder for like five years and that was just like such a waste of time because I didn't even like modeling <laughs> you're like yeah. oh sorry I forgot to mention I actually hated it I hated it like I hated it you'd go somewhere and you'd be the you'd be a rake you wouldn't have eaten you'd be starving and people would still be like ripping the piss out of you or like or they'd be like you know saying something shit about your looks or just still judging you and I think because you were in that industry that was based off aesthetics people felt like they could comment on your aesthetics all of the time yeah and look you know people listening to this will be like yeah well what did you expect or I was like I, I know I know and in the midst of all of that I just didn't think it would be that bad yeah you didn't or I, I didn't think it would get to me because I suppose yes. growing up I was very like hardcore and I'd like Grand. someone would say something bad to me like yeah whatever yeah whereas I think when it's done repetitively over and over and over again for chips, long periods chips, of time chips. it just ruins you at that because I was thinking a little bit earlier on about that time say in your life where you've, you've spoken about it so openly before where you were you were suffering badly with yeah. the eating disorder and thinking about you today and all that you have today and all that you stand for at that awful time did you see that future or did you think what the hell is my future am I just going to be like this forever and is this going to be my career forever um, or did you see the you now at all or did, like did you know I definitely think I would have been and this is I think a really indication of what it's like being inside an eating disorder I would have been really upset to how I was now really yeah definitely like my main concern like if I was when I was like 21 or 22 and if someone gave me a glass ball like the only thing I would have wanted to see was what weight I would have been in four or five years I'd say the amount of girls that can relate to that is just it wasn't so even sad. like oh I want to see like what I'll be doing or yeah. if I'll find someone or if I'll like or if everyone in my family's healthy it was like what way will I be so I think it, it's I never could have imagined like everything I've become now has happened very organically you know yeah it wasn't something that was really thought out it just kind of fell into place yeah and you've been very open about about therapy and CBT and stuff yeah and the role that that played oh my god yeah. like that was Massive. essential yeah and like you know I do want to say I did try to go to CBTE which is uh, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy Enhanced like probably when I was 23, 24 and I wasn't really ready yeah to get the help so I kind of went in and out of therapy so a lot of people say like oh you know I tried therapy it didn't work for me like you kind of have to be ready yourself to like I didn't want to lose my eating disorder because it had become so much of part of my identity I didn't really know who I was without it and it was because it controlled every decision it controlled absolutely everything I did in a day and it probably wasn't until I eventually recovered and I can't ever say recovered lightly because I think you still do battle with it quite a lot Mm -hmm. I realized that by actually getting rid of my eating disorder or going getting help for it I, I found my identity it just your eating disorder kind of masks who you are yeah and I've had Joanne McNally on the podcast before and she said the exact same thing. Yeah. Okay, Roz, mm-hmm. the person you always laugh with? Probably Evan, my best friend. Um, Evan's a photographer and we met when I was 
probably 18 Evan was like 30 after, <laughs> I have no idea I actually terribly you and your best friend like, I have no idea what age is Evan that age no he's not oh, Evan Evan is no <laughs> I'm joking he's um, 55 now he's 55 no. no I think there's like Evan's like the same age my sister so there's like three or four years between okay. us um, so I met him when I first started in the industry and yeah we've always just been best friends since we've been best friends for about you know 12 13 years now and he's just he's just you know Evan like what you see is what you get whatever what you see is what you get but he's actually quite a grump he is a bit of a grump but he's so (laughs) he's so funny I think when you like when you actually hang out with him and he's he's just like a dry humor very dry humor but like it's just when you're with him and you're walking by other people his observations yeah he's kind of like just a walking I was going to say walking comedian They all walk But he's just <laughs> You know He's like My little pocket comedian Right yeah. He's just always there To crack yeah, jokes and whatnot He's gas yeah Yeah he's been Yeah it's mad I Would Associate you with each other a lot Yeah You you'd socialise together a lot But obviously As you say You kind of grew up together In that industry He, he probably would have been The first people to Photograph you for big stuff in Ireland. Yeah, definitely he would be. Yeah, and um, he was kind of starting off in the industry as well as a photographer. So yeah, we just were always really good friends. And okay, love it. Roz, a time where you had the last laugh. Um, hmm. So there was a few, and I know in the notes <laughs> it was like nothing too bitter. And I was like, oh, okay, well that ruled out all of them. No, no there was one, go for no. them. There was one. Um, when I was at the height of watching uh, America's Next Top Model and being such a fan of it at about 15 or 16 I applied for a modelling agency and they like okay they rejected me but like the rejection was like pretty harsh right Right. and then when I was about 21 they asked me to sign with them and I got to be like no no thank you yeah so that was beautiful that was quite nice love it yeah yeah now, in fairness, in fairness to them, the photos I probably sent when I was 15 were probably horrendous. <laughs> like, you know, I probably sent, I actually would love to try finding it because I'm pretty sure I oh remember God, I sent a photo that was from like my, isn't this, <laughs> from my grand uncle's golden jubilee as a priest. <laughs> Like I looked like a nun in the photo. <laughs> what way were you posing? Was it in a church? I was in the kitchen washing up. <laughs> oh, were you like, this is just a candid moment of me? <laughs> but like, you know, when you're like 15, you're like, well, back then. So, okay, for those listening who might be Gen Z, when we were 15, there wasn't cameras. No. So it was like the only photo I had. <laughs> <laughs> the only one and you're just like that'll do that'll do perfectly <laughs> oh I love that so you got to say no to them were they big yeah. were they big agency yeah they were a big agency yeah so it was nice and I to honest with you I'd say they don't they never even remembered that photo <laughs> that came in but I did so it was nice okay Roz one thing about Ireland that makes you laugh the people like I think I do a lot of touring around Ireland I obviously do high life events I work for Discover Ireland um, so I'm I'm always in whether it's over west and wild Atlantic way or even in Dublin city and it's the characters meet it's the people like I'll never forget I was hiking Mayo and I climbed this mountain called Nathan and I got to the top and it was one of the hottest days of the year and next thing this man comes out of nowhere with their 10 dogs and he was in these tiny little speedo shorts and he's like he was just a farmer from the area and just told me the whole story of the mountain and just sat with me for like an hour just telling me like every single little bit of history of the mountain, all different routes up the mountain. And 
I was like, I've just spent an hour with an absolute stranger who literally like didn't let me leave the mountain, but it was such a made the experience even better because yeah. I don't even really remember that hike. I, I, it's not one of my favorites, but I remember meeting him and everything he kind of like told yeah. me about the area. And it's even the same. I, I, I do find I always relate back to hiking the people I meet when I hike who just add so much value to the day and add so much, I think, experience to Ireland. Like, and you know, it's even when you go to a cafe and you say, oh my God, this was amazing. Thank you so much. They'll probably send you home with the recipe. Yeah, you know, like, I know, I know. It's just so gorgeous. Yeah, so I, I really feel like for me, it's the people that make Ireland really special and the people that make me laugh in Ireland. Um, Like I was doing hike up in Moilasa with the hike life. And next thing to make, we were, about, we were just near the top and this woman jumped out of nowhere and she goes, hello everyone, can I play you a tune on my tin whistle? <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> I was like, go on so. Of course. And she played Oh Roche, the Vahai Walia. Uh, and then everyone just started singing along to oh, it. I love it. And I was like, you see, that would just wouldn't happen anywhere else. I know, but you have to give yourself massive credit as well, Roz, because the, 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 the way you've brought people together with the hike life and to go from someone who started out in an industry that was so harsh and kind of cruel and for people to have looked at you on, on Instagram and see you know your thinness and aspire to that to go from that to where you are now not only like what you've done say for example as you say your work with Discover Ireland and the way you've shown Ireland on Instagram and on social media and bringing people together and showing that lifestyle like it's such a massive it's something you should be so proud of yeah like I guess I don't really overthink anything I know you, I know if you didn't know I know here, I'm gonna, like, <laughs> I know, yeah. I know and I don't want to get too cringe about it either no, but like you, I kind of just enjoy it like yeah. you know when I'm outside and I'm doing like a solo trip away or I'm, I go and I go on a hike and I just actually take time to explore the area and find a really nice swimming spot or find a nice cafe like that brings me so much joy to have to share that yeah because I know there's a lot of people out there who work a nine to five and they might only have a Saturday or Sunday free. Yeah. And if I can be like, you would love this little day itinerary and like, it'll give you a total break from being on your phone Yeah. and you don't even need to research anything. I've done it for you. And then when people actually go do that and then they message me, they're like, oh, I just did the your feedback. day trip there. I'm like, that's all I want. What must that feel like? That it must is feel... really, really nice. Yeah. Like, you know, um, I like, especially at the weekends, I get, messages all the time like people going to a swimming spot that I told them to go to or a hike and eating spot and like it is just really nice because I'm like oh that makes me want to keep doing it yeah because I think it's very hard to be putting so much effort and time into something when you know if people aren't if it's not adding value to other people's lives um but yeah I'm very very lucky that my social media how you see now is just me actually living my life yeah and just sharing things I enjoy to do and it's not me forcing myself to do stuff because it does well online exactly it's just it just it just comes naturally (laughs) I couldn't do that like no no yeah well it's a very positive influence there you go there you go on young women yeah I'm not even joking okay if laughter wasn't the best medicine Ros what would be so um can I have like a full day oh absolutely okay so a full day this is what I would do like say if I was just having a really bad time and I just needed a little time out and I need to feel good again go so I live in uh kind of near Dunleary so these places are all near me I would go for a sunrise hike and I know a lot of people would be like Roz how's that gonna make you feel better but I do think seeing the day start there's something about that unreal you probably see it every day on your way to work do you? yeah but I'm like I'm like <laughs> that is all the, I wouldn't want to be doing that I'm driving along the N11 like yeah. why so I'd probably do a sunrise hike 
And I, I do think when you actually start the day, like when I get up for a sunrise, I'm like everyone else. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck this. Like, this is the worst. Why am I doing this? This is horrible. And then when I'm actually seeing the sunrise somewhere, I'm like, this is so worth it. And like, we don't, we don't get to see them that often. No. And like, you know, not to sound grim, but like we aren't around forever. So like you should try to get to see them as much as you can because they are like phenomenal. No matter where you are, like the sky does light up pink. It's absolutely stunning. Um, I would go for breakfast in Catalyst and Bray. It's one of my favorite places to go. They do this amazing vegan burrito. It's really, really nice. Yum. It's delicious. It's very good. Um, then I would probably go for a swim. Stunning. Swim with my friends. I'd probably go to Collymore Harbour. Have you been there? Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah very nice. Um, <laughs> I would really go. Oh yeah, I'd bring my dogs. Sorry, I was going to say that. I'd bring my dogs. My dogs always go swimming with me. Do they hike? No. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they yeah, walk yeah, the they do, yeah. There's some hikes won't bring them on because they'd push each other off the edge. No, I'm I'm deadly serious. <laughs> I was hiking the other day with my friend Ronan and we went to this swimming spot called the Bishop's Pool. It's like this amazing big open water pool in the middle of the forest in Wicklow Mountains. And the bank into the water is probably like three meters high. Um and we were just sitting there and then he just turns to me and goes is Willie alright and I was like why where, where is he because like they are just there's no one around so I had them off the lead and he was like Mila just pushed him into the water and I looked I was like oh my god I ran over and Millie's like Aah! and he's like trying to crawl up the side he's like oh my god I had to like go down and scoop him up and I was like and he and I was, what happened and he was like Mila he was literally standing there Mila just came and like literally pushed him off and ran away and like they do that to each other all the time. Stop, but they love each other really. They do. I don't think they understand that like, yeah. you know, there's danger the around. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I have a video of Wilco pushing Myla off a big sand dune and she's just like, obviously she lands on sand, so she's fine. <laughs> but I wouldn't bring them on like cliff edge hikes. Okay. You know, they just don't. Just the smaller yeah, ones. Yeah, they don't, they don't know what a car is. They don't know what a no. cliff edge is. So that's fine. Um, but they're great at swimming. They love swimming. Okay. Um, and then... I would probably go get pizza because pizza is my favourite food. Have you ever been to a place called Little Forest? No. It's in Black Rock. It's the best pizza in Dublin. Yum, whereabouts is it? Um, so it is... Is it in the market? No. No. It is... Do you know Brown Sugar? Yeah. In Black Rock. It's opposite there. Okay, fab. Yeah, it's really nice. I'm on it. Um, then I would probably invite all my friends over. Get a Marvel movie out. I'd like... And I'd also like that time of day to start raining. So oh, I feel like get cozy, yeah, yeah, get cozy. Yeah, because if it's sunny outside, then you feel like you need to continue to be outside. Yeah, you can't justify. Being I in. need it to be raining. Have my friends over, get a Marvel movie, and get a takeaway from Data. So my day would heavily revolve around food. There's food. There's exercise. No. There's I'd chilling. probably turn my phone off. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Roz, are you ready for a quick fire round? Yeah, go for it. Okay. The actor you always laugh at. Um, Kristen Wiig. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a woman. Oh, that's a woman. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So that's your actress. actress. When, you, when you didn't say actor, I just, I just, you I just think right. it's... You're, oh, Roz, you're ahead of the times. Really, oh, know? my God. We need to update that here on The <laughs> yeah. Last of Your Life. She's the actress. Okay, the actor, the male actor. Will Ferrell. Will, perfect. Yeah. The movie that makes you laugh out loud. Anchorman. Uh, stunning. Yeah. Uh, the comedian that makes you laugh out loud. Um... Joanne McNally oh, She just, is hilarious Yeah she's, What a moment yeah. She's having She is I feel like it's it's a long It's going to be a, a oh, long yeah. moment Oh she's always been hilarious <laughs> Dear, but a, What a moment in time <laughs> I'm like yeah no She'll be done now soon No like she's, uh, she's always been She actually was on The Last Year Life In 2019 I'll have you No There you go Absolutely so, You started the spiral <laughs> I mean I don't want to <laughs> uh, Okay Roz Your best or worst joke Okay, this isn't something I prepared because I hate jokes. Okay. And I, I hate one-liners because I'm not that type of person who can 
like get them <laughs> do you know what i mean though like yeah. say they're dad jokes you're basically telling the dad joke see do you not have one i don't have one uh, Ross. i know i feel really bad but i was looking at that yesterday and i was like I, I was actually meant to come back to it this morning and check it, but I forgot. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, okay? I was like, looked at that last time and oh, I ate one-liners, but I found something online, I don't know, and I forgot. Well, do you know what? You did a lot of work on the other questions, yes. so we're not gonna berate you. Okay, Roz, I feel like we could talk all day. I know, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. That was so lovely. Thanks for having me. Roz, Roz, thank you for sharing the last of your life. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Laughs of Your Life podcast with Roz Purcell. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review. It really helps the show if you do. And don't forget, our new release date is Monday. That changed last season, but just to remind you. And also, side note, I'm so delighted to be back in your ears. This podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios. And this season of the Laughs of Your Life is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Disco. <laughs>